0: Western North Carolina original music episode 33 the Rolling Rock episode this week it's part two of the interview and performance with Andrew Scotchy he and his band the River Rats are out playing a tour and right now they're in Colorado for a few days but you don't have to go to Colorado you can hear Andrew right here on the show quick reminder that you can find out about Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats at andrewscotchymusic.com Or look up Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats on Facebook and Instagram. Right now, though, singing some of his original songs, here is Andrew Scotchy.
1: I say thank you, WC Original Music Podcast, for recording this evening's show.
2: Well, I feel for you now, you can love just one other, not like you, you're the soul brother.
1: soul brother Um, so that actually I tried that out for the first or second time that night and Mm -hmm. I felt comfortable um, doing it because it just it was a really relaxed atmosphere and you know Instead of brewery in Marshall, North Carolina, I didn't feel like if I completely fucked up, then people were gonna (laughs) be like, "That guy sucks." (laughs) All right, cancel the Colorado. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I I felt like I could experiment, and it started as a mantra. um, It's called a looping pedal, and you see guys like Zach Deputy, and it's a lot of more like experimental. Everything from jazz, funk, fusion, reggae guys—they will start with a basic beat. they will start with a basic, um, like kind of backing track that they make on the fly, mm-hmm. and then they double and they stack sound on top of each other. And I've seen that live a ton, excuse me, a ton of times, but I never did it live until Floyd Fest this past j- July. And um, for the songwriting tour, I I did it almost every every show oh, yeah. and. Um, That one came about, like, uh, I laid down the basic riff, basic notes, and then um, I didn't say, you know, this is what I'm going to sing on top of it. I just kind of let it happen. And Mm -hmm. it was around that time, um, that show in particular, um, it was just a couple weeks after Barnaroo. And around Barnaroo, my oldest brother um, had gotten out of jail and was kind of just... I a really hard time and um I I didn't I I physically couldn't help him most of the time, you know. I couldn't like I I I wasn't his keeper and that kind of bugged me <laughs> because I wanted him to be happy, I wanted him to be safe and everything. So in the end all I could really say was, you know, I feel for you now. And yeah. that's, you know, what started that. And um it's also just kind of like a general thing too because I've got you know a lot of people that I consider a soul brother, you know, uh, Keith Harry being one of them, you know, and my roommate Rob and Mikey, and I just I don't know I have a close relationship with a lot of Ron Taylor. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my newest one. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, I I have a we've this, hung out one and a half times. Yeah, <laughs> we we go way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a song that just uh, was really kind of aimed at the struggle you know, mm-hmm. that I was having with Ryan and how I wanted to be there. And I also couldn't exhaust myself in the process. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's one, you know, love you like no other. You're my soul brother. And that's, um, I mean, we share the same birthday, January 17th. Mm-hmm. So I was born three years after him. Exactly. And there's always been some kind of like energy or connection over that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we're really different but we're also pretty similar in a lot of ways you know we grew up liking a lot of the same music and he got me into you know playing the guitar in the first place him and my dad and mm-hmm. so whenever he stopped playing I I got addicted to it and it was like you know my kind of release um, so in a way I think about Ryan you know a lot whenever I play music yeah. so that was a song I just wanted to send out to him and it was a way of coping with mm-hmm. what was going on yeah. just like a lot of the songs
0: you say you wrote that right when that, all that happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it was uh, it was something I just, I, I wanted to push myself and do something to where I'm like, right, I'm going to do this on the fly. And there's like a, in the recording, there's a crescendo of sound and just really noise. And what that is, is the pedals feeding back with each other you're creating just kind of a wall of sound and mm. that was all just kind of on the fly and just you're kind of riding it and seeing where it goes yeah. and then it cuts out and you go back to the intro essentially mm. and um,
0: it's interesting with the loop pedal because a lot of people use the loop pedal and they just go like you are seen this morning, they just improvise the whole time but you're improvising but it's got to get to that song that you're mm-hmm. planning on playing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have a little bit, you have improvi- improvi- improvisation. Yeah. Improvisation? Yeah. Uh-huh. Impervious. No, <laughs> You know not <laughs> um, But also it has to have a little bit of form to it Yeah, because you don't want to be too crazy. you got to bring it home. Suddenly bring, say, yeah, say. you got to yeah. bring it home. That's an interesting approach.
1: I feel like that's like something that's kind of in the water with songwriting or kind of performance here in that, like, you know, in the mountains because of Bluegrass. You know, like these guys would jam and they'd be like, all right, you go, now you go, now you go. Then they'd do something kind of collectively, and then boom, they'd bring it all right back to the intro or yeah. right back to the chorus. You know, music will always be um, on the tracks, but you know, you're going to take a yeah, a really weird course here or there. They
0: even have their own language, like, like let's do the turnaround, let's move yeah, to the head. Totally. And this yep. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, play the four chords, stuff yeah. like
1: that. Yeah.
2: me up. dancing wild you're nothing but nature's child dancing wild i always will love you nature's child known Two kinds of dreamers The ones that do
1: there this past August in Montana and I played a festival in Pulse in Montana I didn't know that that was a place until I you know got asked to do the festival and I started going to Montana in 2016 to play an event called Crown on the Continent and that's like a workshop slash kind of like a camp out kind of thing to where you get to play with all these great players like Jerry Douglas and Sonny Landreth, and Dweezil Zappa, and like all these great acts, and you get to be a sponge for a week, and then basically hang out with these guys, and learn as much as you possibly can, but um, that introduced me to Montana, and I just mentioned that, because that's how I found out about the festival in Polson, and I spent a couple days in Missoula, Um, this was in August, Um, it was about a month before Barnaroo, and as you can imagine, Barnaroo takes a lot of physical and mental energy, so... I really took that trip as a way um, to not only play in the work, but also to unplug and you just get the, <coughs> the hell out of my head for a little bit and relax. And um, at first I was in Missoula um, and where I was staying, I could walk to the city and I was flying solo and having a blast. And trying all the different beers and everything and then a couple days you know we did the rehearsals with the band and everything and got the show together and then we all drove out to polson and it's beautiful drive but um it's it's out there it's way more in the sticks Mm -hmm. than missoula is and um so i did the festival and like you know all this is great feedback i had a really great experience and and then it was over. And I was I was more or less stuck in in Montana. And I wasn't sure how I was really getting back to Missoula to catch my flight, you know. And so, like, oh, yeah. like I had planned it out, but I was like, I, I had to wait a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that, but I didn't realize that after the festival, I would feel totally, not disconnected, but just kind of like a, a, alone, just really right. alone. And I never felt like that before, probably because I'd never you know, I, I never flown anywhere without, uh, my band and without like, you know, someone with me. I was just really, um, I felt really, um, far away from everybody. Mm -hmm. It it really sank in how far away I was. And like, I felt like I had to do work and I felt like I had to do this, like I had to do that. And, um, the organizer of the festival gave me his, like his garage loft type thing to stay in. And he had some amps and drum kit up there and everything. And, I I had a couple hours where I just like just like couldn't you know get myself to go outside and like enjoy the weather and everything yeah. because you know there's this giant lake it's like 7 miles wide it looks like an ocean mm. and you got mountains just like freaking every, yeah. everywhere it's just so beautiful and I'm inside like feeling kind of depressed and feeling like I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm like also kicking myself about it because I'm like wow look outside there's this beautiful you know uh, scenery and Uh, I went out on the dock it was right on the lake and um, I remember I just talked to my mom right before that and she's like you know you're really you're really gonna like regret feeling like this or putting yourself under this kind of pressure like you have control to turn the whole situation around and make it the best you know rest of the trip like the three or four days you have left you you, you can make it amazing and um, she's like go have a blast go get wild have fun and um so that song, just kind of like the chorus, um, came together. I was sitting on the dock, and it was, it was, it was really cool. It was really peaceful, and also kind of eerie because there's wildfires out there, mm-hmm. and so you could only see <clears throat> so far into the distance. And to where I really felt isolated, I felt like yeah. I was like the last person on the planet. <laughs> and so the uh, the chorus has kind of crept in my head, and kind of used that phone call, and then. Um, you know the feeling I had with nature at that point to essentially write the song and um, I, I do remember feeling like really alone really scared yeah. but at the same time I am weirdly enough I'm thankful for that experience because if I had not had that experience then that song wouldn't happen and I wouldn't have known that I can get through situations like that
0: musically it opens with like uh, just some some really wide open chords, yeah. And I really like the um, the phrase I always like about that I always associate with Montana is Big Sky Montana. You know, yeah. Cause it's just mm-hmm. it is just a big everything's big there. Uh, I don't know how Texas got that reputation, but in Montana everything's big. I think and, Montana wins. And I, <laughs> and I just I, I heard that I heard those chords and I was like, because you said I'm not going to pretend that I would have thought Montana if you had said it, but it really yeah. fits when you start playing that and you think this is like driving towards the mountains. Yep. It has those mountains that. I've been to Montana a couple of times. Those mountains, like you're driving to the mountains. I remember one time I was driving to the mountains with a couple of friends. We were going skiing, and there's the mountains there. And, oh, there's the mountains. Cool. And then it's like an hour later, like, they are still just as far away. They're yep. so big, yep. you can see them from just well, so little Well, you feel tiny. You yeah. feel
1: tiny, and you, and you just realize just like how kind of insignificant you are to the yeah. world. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. we've been here way fucking longer than you have. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's good,
0: because then that... That kind of resets you to where you think well i mean you know what's the big deal i can, I can get right. this plane, i can go back home yeah i can, I can do what needs to be technical. you
1: realize the things that you need to let go of you realize the things that like are really really temporary and i've that trip saved me a lot of ways like that and yeah. um i think uh like the first line like wake me up pull me in i don't feel like swimming it's just kind of about sitting on the dock and just being like i'm just gonna jump in the water and float away yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's you know I feel that far away
0: right now, but oh, yeah. yeah More from Andrew in just a few moments. Again, make sure to go to andrewscotchymusic.com and look for where Andrew and the River Rats are going to be playing next. Uh, go up there and purchase their music, and they also have a lot of other interesting and cool merchandise uh, for you to wear or use or do with as you please. And since you're already going to have your computer going anyway, or other device, doing that, make sure to go wherever you download and subscribe to your favorite podcast and add WNC Original Music to that list. Really appreciate it.
2: Hmm, let's see. I've got some fast food receipts. Man, I ate a lot of Taco Bell. Here's an old Powerball ticket. <laughs> I didn't win. Ooh, a punch card for a free frozen yogurt. Just need one more punch. Oh, it expired last August. And here's $7. What's in your wallet? I'm just genuinely curious. This is Alicia Sharpeau, and you're listening to WNC Original Music.
0: Just real quick, want to remind you that uh, this recording from Andrew's performance is at the Madco Brewing Company in Marshall, North Carolina. I did call them Mad Cow Brewing Company. Last week, I apologize for that. It's Mad Code Brewing. The good news is Mad Cow Brewing, as a name, is available. Also, this was recorded as part of the NC Songsmiths series. They are doing great work getting Western North Carolina singer-songwriters out there, and actually uh, singer-songwriters all across North Carolina, not just in the West. And the harmonica that you're hearing on some of the songs tonight uh, is from Ronald P. Knight. He lives in... Marshall, and he plays in the duo of Barnes & Knight with Steve Barnes.
2: Dedicate this song to the Woodfin Police Department.
1: Yeah, I've got the keys. That's probably the oldest Riverette song next to Riverside. Um, I've got the keys is, kind of started off as like a happy-go-lucky jingle that I had in my head when I literally went to the Mustangs RS on Leicester Highway to pick up my dad's 1968 Mustang that he left behind. And after he passed, you know, like, looking at it and thinking of it just made me sad made me angry and everything so it it, it was in a shop for a while and went and picked it up and i remember just seemed you know, like having a feeling of like man yeah this is all turning around things are you know starting to get better and I felt a connection with my dad and um it was uh, from there I you know took it home back to Weaverville and it just kind of started to have like a story of its own to where I, I took a little bit of artistic liberty and just, you know, um, the chorus, you know, um, check myself, shit myself, Lord, the cops are following me. It's just a little bit of like a, like a funny twist that I wanted to put in there mm-hmm. because uh, uh, I was always scared of the Police Department growing up. <laughs> 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 Not scared, but I was like, ooh, there are. Um,
0: did they know who you were? Did you have a reputation with them? I did mainly
1: yeah. because <laughs> mainly because of Barnaroo, and they well, that's where Barnaroo started was in Weaverville. Oh yeah, and it was my mom's backyard, so they all knew where the teenagers went to, you know, play loud music and oh, piss yeah. off the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that and you know, I grew up with a lot of you know crazy brothers, so they they got called a few times. But um, anyway, yeah, I I got the keys. It's probably one of the oldest River Rat songs, and um it was the first one, oddly enough, they got like it was one it was one of the first ones that got recorded, but it was the first one that ever got picked up for like a TV spot. It was the weirdest thing in 2015 as we were finishing the second album, We All Stay Hungry, um, it, it essentially unfolded like a, the song got a spot and called Great American um, Country, which is like a TV network with GAC TV and it's on, like a cable network, and these people needed like a jingle or like kind of a song like that to rebrand their whole TV network, and a friend of a friend kind of thing. They recommend me, recommended me and got in touch with them, and they sent me the promo clip. And then for like months, it was on you know cable TV, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking at the time like a song that was like so like light light hearted, happy go lucky, and it was really just kind of an accident, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of playing off of what was happening, then taking it a step further and just having fun with it. Like, mm-hmm. really just having fun and, like, having no expectations of where it could go. And then at, at that point, I was 17, so, like, I didn't know. I'm still figuring it out. I'll figure it out probably forever, you know, like as long as I live. <coughs> you know, what kind of writer I was. I didn't, I had no idea at yeah. that point. And, um, well, I that's would,
0: maybe a good indication of what you are without any... Um without any baggage. Yeah. Or expectations, you, you know. Yeah. You yeah. did that naturally. Yeah. And it still came out in like I
1: think you know, about so that something? actually. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good point and I um, I just remember being so surprised at that song because now we have these songs that are like way more involved and dynamic yeah. and just, you know, way more <laughs> complex and yeah. then that's the song that got on TV for the first time but um
2: Just a little funny Take me there, let me know Take me on down to that river, river Take me there, let me go There ain't no use in that crying now When you got so far to go ain't no use in that crying now when you've got so far to go take me on down to that river, river take me there
1: that was one of the first songs that like the band ever played out here in Asheville. And around the time, uh, yeah, it was 2010, 2011. I just got out of a punk band and I didn't want to play electric. So I just switched to the acoustic and was writing mainly on an acoustic guitar. And I would, I, I had a habit of going down to the river and just sitting there and just, you know, watching people float by and wipe out and everything. And, um, I think that that song is just really it it came to life just because of how beautiful and like peaceful it was down there, yeah. especially in the summertime man like we would we would rehearse and we'd go down there and jump in the water and and it just felt so free and just nothing mattered and um and that's that's kind of what the chorus captured It was just you know take me there and let me go, you know yeah. everything else doesn't matter kind of thing and um the other line near the end of course ain't no use in that crying when you've got so far to go was uh, inspired by what my mom said to me whenever i was about 16 17 around the same time i wrote the song she um i, I just you know wasn't an emotional person i worry sometimes at, you know the scene of the world and she's like well you know this situation you know that you're going through right now or this problem you're having right now it's not going to matter. Like, it's going to be okay. You've got so much more to do. You've got so much more to worry about. (laughs) So (laughs) it's going to keep happening. (laughs) Um, So that was just kind of taking her conversation that inspired me and got me back up on my feet. But um, yeah, I remember I, I I went down to Riverside drive right near where 12 bones used to be. Mm -hmm. And the chorus happened first. And like, I had that. I, I knew that, that felt pretty good, and um, I remember mean, I was like on the way to class, so I had to like throw my guitar in the car and go. And then I was listening to uh, Lenny Kravitz album. Um, it's not are you gonna go my way? It's it's, uh, it's Mama said the album, and there's this like really drony, kind of like open chord uh, progression on like the third or fourth song. It's like kind of psychedelic that inspired the the main riff of Riverside. Oh okay. yeah, and. Um, so that, that was like kind of plugging in different parts yeah, that, yeah. of the song. Yeah. That, that made sense, but uh, that one definitely started with the chorus, and it's just really directly related to feeling at peace right here, you know, French Quarter River.
0: All right, that's it for part two of Andrew Scotchy, recorded at Madco House as part of the NC Songsmith series with special guest Ronald P. Knight. That sentence was jam-packed with information. Make sure to go to Andrew's webpage, andrewscotchymusic.com, so you can see where he's going to be playing next, either solo or with his band, The River Rats. He also plays in a couple of other projects as well. Also, you can get merchandise, uh, including his CDs and t shirts and other items. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Podcast or wherever you get your podcast, maybe some places I don't even know about and should. Anyway, just search for WNC Original Music and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Thanks to Michelle Guild for her witty fake ad. I think it might be my favorite yet. It really surprised me at the end. I think that's everything. Have a good week. I like your butt.